Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This is the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. I am Coach Manaman. Thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. For the latest news and notes and baseball content from the tri-state area, find us on social media, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and at Coach Manaman on Twitter. Take the short drive to Country Heights Supper Club located on Badger Road off Highway 151. Open at 4.30 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday nights. Nightly specials include all-you-can-eat shrimp on Tuesdays, broasted chicken and ribs on Wednesday, broasted chicken on Thursday, and all-you-can-eat deep-fried pike on Fridays, and a New York strip steak on Saturdays. We love the Southwestern Wildcats at Country Heights, and good luck to the boys this season. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and it is that time of year where we dust off the scorebooks from 2022 and we advance forward to 2023 with our series of season previews. We know in Wisconsin and Illinois, they play spring baseball, so this is going to be our friends across the river. 2023 season preview. You'll hear from Coach Isaac Stanton, the head coach of the Southwestern Wildcats. Following, you'll hear from Brandon Tashner, who is the head coach of the East Dubuque Warriors. And then a newcomer will be the Galena Pirates. So if you're listening to this, wanting to just hear one of those teams, check the episode description and find the timestamp. But I strongly suggest you listen to all three because I promise all three will be worth your listen. Leading off with the Southwestern Wildcats, we have Coach Isaac Stanton, and Southwestern is coming off a 10-8 and season, 8-6 and in the conference. And this portion of the episode is sponsored by Country Heights Supper Club. Huge thanks to Jim Bratzman for reaching out for this sponsorship. I've been to Country Heights a couple times before. Coach Stanton, how about you? Have you ever made the trip to Country Heights Supper Club? And more than once. And you know, this uh, this time of year, uh, those of us at least across the river in Wisconsin do love our fish fries on Friday night. So Man, you can't go wrong with the, with the pike or the cod or even the shrimp on a Friday night over there uh, at Country Heights. I was just going to say they currently have an all-you-can-eat pike special going on during the Lent season. During the non-Lent season, what is your go-to? I'm a New York strip steak fan. That's what I always go with when I'm at Country Heights Supper Club. If, if it's not a steak, i got to go with the all-you-can-eat shrimp. Um that's a pretty tough one to beat. Uh, if you can get yourself your belly full of shrimp on a on a Tuesday night, that's a pretty tough one to beat also. I'm getting hungry just talking about it, but let's talk baseball. Last year, you graduated huge, huge, huge senior class. I know a couple of those guys committed to play college baseball. Are any of them still playing? If so, who and where are they playing and how are they doing? Yeah, Um we do still have one uh, alumni still kicking around the college ranks. Um, luckily enough, it is my son, Jordan Stanton. Um, he's over at the University of Wisconsin-Platteville um, as a pitcher. They actually just uh, just got canceled. They were supposed to go to Suwannee, Tennessee last weekend. Um, the ice and the rain and the crappy weather kind of canceled that trip. Um, so that was going to be their first series of the, the season. Um, but this, uh, this Friday, they take off for Springfield, Kansas, um, hopefully get some games and heading a little bit further south trying to get some warm weather. And best of luck to Jordan and the and the Platteville Pioneers. Now, is he traveling with the club? He has, yep. He actually made the travel roster, so uh, 
pretty excited about that. Good for him. That's a huge, huge honor in that freshman year. I mentioned in my very long introduction, probably too long, but that's all right. Southwestern is coming off a 10 and 8 season, 8 and 6 in the conference. Let's talk about the upcoming 2023 season. Do we have any all conference players returning this year? We don't. Um, you know, we got a couple kids who have kind of just been waiting their turn, you know, and, and baseball is kind of like that where, um, you know, like you said, we did have a very strong senior class that a uh, couple kids, we got, you know, a, a decent amount of seniors who punched their way through and were able to get a decent amount of playing time last year, um, just weren't able to, to make their uh, name onto the list. And that's such a distinct honor to make. I know how difficult it is in Iowa. I'm sure it's difficult in Wisconsin, too. You mentioned you had some guys get some playing time. Who are some of the returning starters that are returning to the Wildcats this year? Yeah, I mean, we got to lead off Tyler Brotsman. Um, kids of three years ago, hopefully be a three-year starter coming in this year. Um, you know, most of these these seniors are are the were freshmen um, when we were able to, to make that nice trip to state. Um, they were able to take a ride along with us and kind of get a taste of, you know, what that experience is, was for him. Um, Tyler started on that team at third base. Um, he's uh, worked really hard on his pitching. Um, you know, and again, we uh, we lost about 88% of our pitching staff from last year. Tyler being about the lone, uh, him and another senior, uh, Bryce Reese, are the two coming back who are going to have to anchor it this year. And again, just kids who have been waiting their turn, you know, grinding it out and just waiting to get a chance to be able to co- to compete at the varsity level and really be able to show what they have for us. So you mentioned you have two seniors returning this year. Is that correct? Uh, we actually have a couple more. Um, that was just, you know, as far as pitchers go, uh, we do have a couple more seniors, Kate Buxton. Um, he's going to be anchoring it out, anchoring it down out there in the outfield for us. Again, another kid who had to wait his turn behind some, some pretty strong outfielders. And uh, Hayden Hinchin um, was our DH last year. And if, if I was smart enough and let him DH a little bit sooner, um, he probably would have been certainly all-conference. He led our team in hitting last year with only being able to to be able to DH for us for about three-quarters of the season. And like I said, it's, it's pretty much on this coach for not getting him in there sooner. But uh, I think all those guys, all four of them, um, in addition to A.J. Lutz, who's you know going to be – one of the guys who's just one of our great dugout guys to really kind of anchor and kind of show the way for those kids who are too new to the program um, and had some great seniors who were able to kind of give them that leadership. Coach, starting with the catching position, walk us around the horn. Who are some of the guys we might see at those infield spots this year for the 2023 Wildcats? Yeah, absolutely. Again, Hayden Hinchin uh, probably going to step out of the DH role and he's going to uh, do some time behind the plate for us. Um, again, another kid who <laughs> sat behind an all-conference catcher for us last year, um, just waiting his turn, um, got a big stick, uh, puts the ball in play every single time, so he'll probably start out and catch him for us. Um, you're looking down first baseline. Uh, we got a kid who's, who's, again, another one who's just been grinding out, Bryce Reese. Um, he's going to be on the mound for us, probably a considerable amount, but being long and lanky, he's going to be able to one of those be one of those guys to play first base for us. Um, looking at second base, Brady Kerwin's going to be like, another kid who just working his tail off, um, really trying to, to show what he's got so far this spring and be able to, like you said, you know, be in the, he'll be one of our lone juniors, um, who are going to be playing this year. And it, it's great to see a kid like that, you know, really being able to work hard, be able to, to kind of put in the time and the effort and then be able to have that come to fruition for him to get some, get some really solid playing time. Um, when Tyler Brotsman's on the mound, he'll probably be shifting over to, to shortstop. Um, another kid who, you know, could probably play either position, either at third or short, um, but we'll probably slide him over into short just for the fact that he's got a ton of leadership and he's, you know, done a lot of time in the infield, so he'll be one of our coaches out on the field. Um, then we start, you know, kind of in the infield, you know, it could be, you know, our hope was that Mason Kaiser would be coming back off of a, a two-time shoulder dislocation, Um Kid, kid just can't catch a break and uh, dislocated shoulder again, has to have surgery. Um, and just like I said, he was going to, we're really looking forward to seeing him uh, really be able to shine his senior year. But unfortunately, he's going to be on the, the injured reserve this year. So we're going to have to look at some of our freshmen um, and some of our underclassmen, you know, looking at like a Clayton Hendricks uh, or an Everett Dressler, who, you know, like I said, being freshmen, uh, the world's their oyster. They're going to be able to see what they can do out there on the infield and, the great part about, you know, every year in high school and obviously college sports is 
you get a new group of kids to have an opportunity to really step up and uh, have an opportunity to, to show what they've got and uh, how they're going to be able to help our team out in the infield. I don't know if you've realized this as a coach or if you've noticed this, but it seemed like every single year I always had one or two guys that I really wasn't expecting very much from have great years and that propelled us to great seasons. And then you hope you don't have those players who you're banking on having a great year and they either get injured or or they have a down year and then it kind of reflects on your team. But, uh, Take us pole to pole in the outfield. Who's uh, going to be tracking balls down in center field? And then what about the left field and right field spots as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Kate Buxton uh, sat behind. I think probably, I, I think he kind of got snubbed last year in a, in our, uh, in uh, Colson Splinter in center field. I really thought he was probably one of the better outfielders in our whole conference last year. Um, and Kate's again, another kid who's bought his time over in left field. Um, a lot of DH and this year it's his time to step up as a senior and be a leader for us. Um, he'll be the, the one man in center field for us and kind of, kind of running the show out there. Um, aside from that, you know, we really, again, it's another spot for a bunch of young kids to have an opportunity to step up and, and see who can, you know, take care of business out there for us. Um, we're looking at kids like Drew Martin or Jeff Beshin, um, Remy Lawrence and Braden Gleason all are going to have a, a great opportunity. Um, kids like Nick Bush and even Miles Redfern are going to have, you know, real chance to really in the next, you know, coming up four weeks before we really kind of get rolling um, to be able to show us in just uh, open gyms. Hopefully once we're able to get outside a little bit and then, you know, in those first couple of weeks of non-conference games, um, be able to step up and have that opportunity to show us that uh, they're ready to play some varsity innings, which again is, is not easy for any freshman coming in. Coach, I saw a lot of video and pitchers last year because we know Cuba City made that great run and you guys had that great run a couple years ago. I just want to say to the Southwestern community how lucky they are to have such a great baseball field. Um, Some of the pitchers that I see of some of the fields that some of the teams were playing on, I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, I think we played on better fields when we were... um, doing travel baseball, but yeah. uh, Southwestern really has its stuff together with a great complex out there. You mentioned this earlier, and I'm glad you mentioned it because it's much easier for me to pull stats in Iowa compared to Wisconsin and Illinois, but you're replacing 88% of your pitching staff from the previous year. How's the pitching staff looking? Just... I know it's early yet. If you had to give the ball to somebody opening day, who might that be? And then how do the rest of the pitchers fall in the rotation after that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great problem to have, right? We were very fortunate uh, 2021 and 2022 to have some kids who were able to step up as a junior and then come back as a senior to really lead our staff. And um, by virtue of being able to to kind of see how they led, um, I'm hoping like, you know, the, the Tyler Brassman, you know, kids probably got a bear open day starter. He, uh, he threw some great innings for us last year, both in relief, gave him a start. Um, but you know, again, it's hard to, to find that time when, you know, you've got two very, very strong arms that probably, you know, aside from the Cuba city arms, we probably had one of the better, more formidable staffs, um, at least in our conference, um, with two dudes who could, you know, really bring some velocity, but Tyler's definitely worked hard. Um, again, stepping into that senior leadership role, ready to take the ball that opening day and show him that, you know, show the conference that he's a bulldog and he's learned and kind of, you know, seen what the uh, the previous class has been able to kind of pass on to him. Um, then we got Bryce Reese, long and lanky. He's got some funk. He's got some spin. I'm super excited um, for Bryce to be able to step up on the mound for us. Um, he's pitched a decent amount for us on JV. Got some varsity innings here and there, but uh, I'm really excited to see what he's able to do for us as far as being able to to throw a little bit of a wrinkle in there um, to be able to to burn up some innings for us too. Um, Kate Buxton, you know he he's a left, he's a southpaw, and one of those those are one of the commodities that pretty much any team would love to have is a, um, a, a decent throwing lefty who can throw some strikes. Kate's going to have a great opportunity to be able to throw for us, um, and then Clayton Hendricks um, again being a freshman. Um, he's played a ton of travel ball, which obviously doesn't always equate over to a, a strong varsity experience, but he's definitely 
gone through the gauntlet of being able to to stand on the mound in some pretty high leverage situations and uh, be able to throw a, a high amount of strikes for us. Coach, looking at your schedule, what games are you looking forward to the most in this upcoming year? I, I officiated a basketball game with uh, Coach Tashner from East Dubuque, and you guys are playing. He said, you, I need to come out and do a live episode. And I <laughs> shared with him, the older I get, the grumpier I get, and I'm that 41-year-old get-off-my-lawn type of guy now. So <laughs> if it's 70 degrees or warmer, I will try to make it out to that one. But what's it like? jumping state lines to uh, play East Dubuque or having them jump state lines to come play you guys? And then what are uh, what are some of the other big games that you're looking forward to uh, personally and then as a program-wise? Yeah, I mean, you know, playing East Dubuque, obviously, uh, it's always a fun to have kind of one of those rivalry games. Um, obviously, it doesn't, it doesn't equate to much as far as our seating goes, as far as conference goes. But most of these kids in the area, especially East Dubuque and, and Southwestern, especially now that uh, we call for football, um, they've got some pretty good. They've got some pretty good rivalries. They played against each other in rock ball, um, played football with each other. So that's always going to be fun to be able to to line up against uh, Coach Asher and uh, East Dubuque um, for like just a just a crossover game like that. Um, you know, when you look at our conference, it's 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 going to be another gauntlet. You know, you have Cube City coming off. Uh, an amazing run and again congrats to the cubans on winning a state title that's that's huge um couldn't say that we're more proud of that team because you know it's always cool to see your conference teams that you get beat up by and have to run up against a couple times a year for them to make a deep run um so cuba city is always gonna be a tough game again another rivalry game um i'd say too with uh with riverdale um team up in muscadet man they're they're sleepers but I mean, if you look at our conference last year, you have Cuba City, who goes all the way and wins state. Um, Riverdale made it to the sectional finals. Um, honestly, we were probably one out away from getting to sectionals, a couple games away from state. Um, so those games are always huge. Going to Boscoville, I'm not going to lie, every drive up to Boscoville gives me the heebie-jeebies because for some reason Boscoville just has it out for me. Um, and then last but not least, we always like to, to line it up against Potosi and have a crossover game. Um with the six rivers from my alma mater. So that's always a fun game to, to always get on the schedule too. Coach, this last question before we welcome in coach Tashner from uh, the East Dubuque Warriors. I'm not sure if I want to mention this for the Wisconsin listeners, but people may not realize this, but I am a huge, huge Detroit Lions fan. Been a Detroit Lions fan since I first watched Barry Sanders play the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. And the Lions shocked Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and Michael Irvin. And the Lions were featured on Hard Knocks this past season. And they ended that season, that last show asking head coach Dan Campbell, the following questions, the 2022 Detroit Lions will. And reflecting back on the season at going to Green Bay, and his answer to that just kind of sent shivers going up my spine. Same question for you about the 2023 Southwestern Wildcats. The 2023 Southwestern Wildcats will. You know, we're going to be a tough out. Um, you know, it's, again, going back to the fact that we have dudes to replace, but kind of my motto for our for our seniors and then the rest of our team is we all we got, we all we need. Um, you know, being able to have kids step up into a position um, and kind of look for those three different kinds of players that we look for. We look for a grinder, we look for dirt bags, we look for bulldogs. And, and those are the three kind of attributes that we look for. Um, we have you know, some kids who are going to have that opportunity, who are going to do the, the the right thing. We're going to play ball the right way and, you know, to steal it from, remember the Titans, you know, they're going to remember the day they play Southwestern because we're going to fundamental the heck out of them. Um, I take pride in being able to say that our team's going to play catch better than any team that we're going to play. Um, and like I said, just those little things like that, being able to to make sure that we have those kids who are, are going to be, you know, able to step up in those positions, going to be able to to know full well that they can go out there and play with a clear head um, and just be able to play out as hard as they can um, and, and take don't take for granted any single one out. 
any single one inning and just know full well that we're going to be in every single game. That's, that's my hope, right? You know, that's my, my end game is just for them to know that we're going to be a tough darn game for whoever we play. Coach Isaac Stan, thank you again for joining me on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. I wish every single guest was as easy as you. I send <laughs> this guy a list of dates and I used to be able to podcast whenever, but now since I started this podcast, I now have a two-year-old and an eight-month-old and a 13-year-old at home. And literally, I sent him a couple dates and eight o'clock or later, and he jumped right on it and said, let's do it tonight. So, Coach, thanks for doing that. I wish you the best of luck. I wish the Southwestern Wildcats the best of luck and a huge shout out again to Country Heights Supper Club in Hazel Green, Wisconsin for sponsoring this section of the podcast. And now we'll welcome Brandon Tashner from the East Dubuque Warriors. Located just past East Dubuque, the hilltop at Menominee is a proud sponsor of the East Dubuque Warriors segment of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, known for their delicious wings. Many would say the best in the tri-state area. Take a trip out to Menominee, try those award-winning wings, and if you're not a wing fan, they also do have huge mouth-watering burgers, and they have some great pizza as well. Thank you again to the Hilltop in Menominee for sponsoring this section of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring the East Dubuque Warriors. Hitting out of the two-hole in our friends across the river 2023 spring baseball season preview is coach Brandon Tashner from the East Dubuque Warriors. I do want to give a quick little plug. I did this with Coach Stanton and Southwestern. Thank you to the, the Hilltop in Menominee for sponsoring this segment of the East Dubuque Warriors. I haven't been there, but Coach, it's going to be on my list. I'm going to hit all the sponsors here this upcoming season so I can give a great review on it. But when you go to the Hilltop in Menominee, what's what's your go-to whenever you hit up that place? It's got it's got cold uh, it's got cold beverages and it's a good burgers and wings place. So uh, it's got a little bit of whatever you need. But uh, Lisa and her gang out there, some uh, some great people, and uh, it's a good place to go. I will have to hit that. We do go to Galena quite a bit. I pass through to go to Chicago quite a bit as well. But let's talk East Dubuque baseball. The Warriors are coming off a season in 2022 where they were 16 and 11 overall and 5 and 5 in the conference. Looking at your roster coming back, I know you're a week into practice. Do the Warriors have any all conference players returning to their roster? If so, what is it about those players that puts them a cut above the rest to earn such a distinct honor? Yeah. Um, first off, thanks for having uh, thanks for having me on tonight. Um, always a pleasure uh, talking baseball with you, Nick. Um, yeah, we have. Uh, you know, <clears throat> season ended last year, probably a little sooner than guys wanted to. Uh, you know, we're ready for. Um, lost in a regional championship, third place in conference. Um, to say we weren't disappointed was probably a little, um, you know, uh, I mean, it was, it was hard. You know, it was hard. We were expecting big things. Um, injury bug kind of hit us, but, uh, you know, I'm turning the page into 2023. Um, you know, we have, uh, two, uh, excuse me, we have one all, all conference player returning. Uh, Angel Reyes was first team on conference last year. Um, I think he, uh, if I remember right, he was unanimous first team again. Um, as a sophomore. Um, so he's coming into his junior year. Um, you know, he's picked up a couple miles an hour on his fastball. Um, we're excited. He's worked a couple new pitches into the, the repertoire. So, you know, we're excited. Uh, we're excited to have him. And, and, uh, as a, uh, as a sophomore as well in 2021, he didn't make all conference last year. Um, Colin Sutter, you know, numbers just didn't quite get there for him last year. Um, struggled at the plate a little bit, but, uh, in 2021, he was, a, he was a first team all conference player as well as a sophomore. So, you know, he's back for his senior campaign. 
uh, Angel's in for his junior campaign. So, <clears throat> you know, with those guys back, it'll be, you know, those will be a couple of the leaders that we look at, um, you know, some returning varsity guys and the varsity experience. So, you know, excited to have them back and get it going. And to be honest, of our all-conference meeting last year, Nick, there was 30 all-conference players and 10 of them returned. That's how senior heavy the uh, entire conference was last year. So it'll be, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of new faces and some new places this year for sure for everyone. Sounds like it might be a wide open conference as well. You mentioned <clears throat> two returning seniors. Will there be any other seniors suiting up for the Warriors this year? Yeah, it'll be. Uh, it, we'll have three seniors this year. Um, Trey Bowman, who's an outfielder for us, uh, he uh, saw a little bit of time last year in some non conference action. Um, we're going to look for more out of him this year. Um, get some, uh, get some, get some big things out of him. Hopefully Parker Shireman, um, is our third, uh, senior along with Colin Sutter. Uh, Parker saw some, some non-conference innings last year. Um, so he's one of our returning pitchers. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a little different. Uh, we graduated 12 seniors last year. Uh, and this year we only have three. So it's, uh, you know, that, that's, that's unique. And I like it that we don't have so many seniors this year because that's quite the, <laughs> quite the void after those guys all left but um so yeah so we'll have three seniors uh that we'll 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 lean on and and look to kind of help lead the charge with a bunch of young guys who are some of the returning starters that we might see in east dubuque taking the field again yeah so um you know obviously angel uh angel reyes is going to be back uh as a returning you know this is a third year uh third year starter for him um only a junior uh, Colin Sutter will be on the field every day. He's returning as a, uh, as a starter from last year. Um, and you know, he might play, you know, he's going to be behind the plate. He's going to be at first base. He's going to pitch. He might be a little bit over at third. Um, you know, outside of that, um, Spencer Sendall had a few innings last year, I believe at the varsity, uh, level. And then Parker Shireman, um, you know, who was the other one that, that pitched some innings. Um, you know, that's really, that's really it of the returners. Um, we graduated seven everyday guys. Uh, last year we graduated once Sam, uh, Huntington came back off of his shoulder injury. He was our eighth everyday guy, you know, hitting in the, you know, DH. And so, um, when I say there's, there's opening places for guys to work for starting positions, like it's, it's wide open. There's, there's all sorts of positions. So, um, so yeah, so just a, just a hand, a couple guys that are coming back with any varsity experience. Well, Coach, you you didn't tip your cap at all. This will be released before your first game. But uh, walk us around the horn. Let's start behind the dish at the catcher position. You said there's a lot of position battles going on right now, a lot of guys fighting to earn that opening day start. So who might who's battling it out at catcher? And then walk us around first, second, short, and third on the infield. Yeah, so um, beyond the play, obviously – um, you know, I'll have Colin Sutter back there, um, you know, as a senior. Um, I think we'll have, uh, we might try to do a little something different this year we haven't done in the past. Um, you know, same battery, right? We're going to have some of the same catchers catch some of the same pitchers to kind of just young kids. I think it's going to help, you know, they have the same person behind the plate all the time throwing to, um, start to, you know, start to trust them. But Colin Sutter, um, Carver commenced, who's a sophomore, uh, you know, works hard, uh, big time baseball kid. Um, you know, loves playing the game, um, loves catching. Uh, he's going to be back there. Uh, you know, they'll be buying, uh, <clears throat> between those two. Um, we had a kid move in from, uh, Indiana in the offseason, uh, John Polton. Um, he's a catcher, infielder as well. Um, you know, and with that graduating class last year, I know I, I bring them up, but that's a lot of kids that you lose. And when you graduate 12 and only bring in, I think three or four freshmen, um, we're going to have guys that are competing for different positions and competing for everyday playing time, maybe not at the same position. Um, you know, so those are a few guys we have behind, behind the plate. I know, uh, Owen Chris is an outfielder for us. Um, you know, he very well could find himself behind the, uh, behind the dish. Uh, we don't, when we need him as well. Um, slide over to first base. Um, Josiah Sullivan, um, works hard. Uh, you know, he's, he's fighting to try to get a, get a spot at first. Um, Colin Sutter, uh, working there every day. Um, we have a sophomore, Braden Lee. Um, he works out over there as well. Um, so kind of up in the air right now, second base. Um, again, John, uh, John Polton, um, infielder, uh, we, uh, we have Parker Shireman. We've put out in the outfield a little bit, but, um, you know, he's a little bit outfield infield kind of, he might be a utility wherever, um, he could fill that void at second base. Um, you know, freshman in Ethan Schulting, uh, you know, we put him in there a little bit just to see, um, going to have him, I think, come with us for a trip here in a, in a week, just to try to put him in maybe and see what he can do. Um, and then Casey Kettering as a sophomore. 
um, you know, we got guys and, and who knows when you're going to need them. Uh, moving over to shortstop, uh, Angel Reyes, uh, when he's not pitching, will be at shortstop every day. Um, and then, uh, Carver Commence, uh, has been working out at shortstop when we're, well, we've been outside for a day and a half in our first week. So when we were outside, um, you know, he may feel the, uh, might kind of look like Carver's that short when Angel's on the mound. Um, other than that, that's, that's going to be Angel for the next, uh, you know, this year for sure. Obviously next, you know, got two years. So, um, and then you slide over to third base. Um, you got a freshman and a sophomore. Um, you know, Braden Lee as a sophomore, uh, did some, did some work there this summer for us, did a nice job. And then Drew Christ, uh, who was a freshman coming in, um, you know, he could play the position as well. Um, so we, again, Colin Sutter could slide over there, um, at any one time if we need, uh, if we need help there, if one of those guys are pitching because they pitch as well. Um, so that's kind of the infield, uh, I, I don't know if you were to ask me today as far as, you know, we open up March 13th. I, I don't, you know, I have, I think two guys that are on the starting lineup right now. So <laughs> we got to figure, we got a week here to, to let them keep battling. So, um, yeah, so that's, that, that kind of closes it out on the infield. Um, outfield again, wide open. You graduated, we graduated our, our four guys that played out there. Um, you know, so, um, Owen Chris. Uh, out in, uh, in pride left field. Um, and we got Aiden Mead, a kid that works hard and plays outfield. Um, then there's, uh, between right and center field. Um, you know, Trey Bowman, Trey Bowman plays out in right field. Um, we got some other guys competing to play out in center field, uh, or in the outfield in general. Um, Spencer Sindahl, who was a little bit of an infielder, we kind of, we slid him out to an outfield position. Uh, you know, he used to play that with his travel team and, and, you know, he's quick enough and can play out there. Um, Brock Lang, um, has gotten bigger in the offseason, bigger, faster, stronger. Um, he can play outfield anywhere for us. And then, um, another freshman for us, Xander Tierney. Uh, we're excited about him. Um, just speed brings a lot of speed to the table for us. Um, so if we can work him out in the outfield, we can get him on, on board. Um, you know, that, that'll give us a great option out there. He's fast. He's quick. He can, he can cover a lot of ground. So, um, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of where we're at as far as on the offensive side, uh, infield, outfield. Coach, you've mentioned that you're losing double-digit seniors, and I know a lot of those guys were pitchers, and I know your senior <clears throat> class was a very good senior class, and a couple of years prior to that, you were conference champions. How's the pitching staff looking? I know you mentioned it earlier, you're a week and a half in, but I'm assuming Angel's probably going to get the game ball on opening day but uh, how does the rest of your rotation fall after that yeah he uh it's, it's really gonna matter i think um when we play in the weather um and the reason i say that is we go to we go to jacksonville illinois um march 17th through the 19th and we have three games slated um i don't know if we'll get outside for our first couple games um, if we do, we play Newman Catholic to lead the season off March 13th, and that'll be a regional, you know, uh, a regional game, right? Like we're going to get regional points for that win, or, or you know, win or loss, or when we play that game. So, um, you know, he'll probably get it that day. Um, if we don't get that game in because of weather, um, we go down to Jacksonville, might give it to Parker Shireman on opening day, uh, and then that'll allow Angel um, a little more pitches on Saturday. If we play two games, he might be able to pitch in both games. Um, both start and maybe come in just to, just to work coming in in the middle of a game. Um, so you got Angel, um, Angel, uh, Reyes, Parker Shireman, um, Carver Commence, uh, Sutter, uh, Colin Sutter will be up there, um, getting a lot of innings for us this year, um, as, uh, as just another senior, uh, experienced guy, uh, varsity guy, I should say, uh, Braden Lee, um, John, uh, Polton that moved in, um, you know, he, he can get some innings as well. Um, and there's a couple other kids, uh, Spencer Sindahl, um, is in that list of, uh, pitchers own Chris. Um, so, so there'll be some opportunity for those guys as the younger guys. You know, we, we schedule a lot of games on purpose. We do it on purpose so we can get ready. Um, you know, hopefully by the playoff season, right? You're playing your best baseball. So we'll have some non-conference games in there, games that we can get some guys some work, see some extra guys in. So, uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be a brand new pitching staff. That's for sure. We graduated 58% of our innings, um, from last year. So. We uh, haven't really tabbed an opening day starter, but you're probably pretty close on your prediction. Uh, like I said, it'll just come down to when we actually get to start. Coach, going back to Angel, you mentioned it earlier in the podcast. Yeah. Walk us through the type of guy he is on the mound. What's his uh, 
what's in his repertoire, what's he hitting with his fastball, what are his secondary pitches, and, and what's his go-to pitch if he's got an uh, 0-2 or a 1-2 pitch where he needs to get a strikeout? Well, I don't know if I can go too deep into what his uh, what his pitch plans are when he gets a different count, 0-2 count, or oh, I think you got some people in our conference that are probably listening to this, but uh, we... Uh, <laughs> some do. No, he... Um, <laughs> he, uh, you know, he, he 85, 86 on his fastball right now. Um, you know, he's been working hard this off season. Um, you know, I know we're, we're trying to get him in the weight room, trying to get him to put on some weight, you know, just some muscle to, to bring that up. I think if we could get him to add 10, 15 pounds, I mean, he'd be fitting 90 plus every day and 90 plus in the NUIC in our conference. Um, you know, that's, that's, I mean, that's good for any high school kid, I think, but that's really good. So, um, you know, he's been working on a couple of different, uh, fastball grips, um, you know, just some different pressure points to move it a little bit. Um, you know, curveball, uh, curveball working on a, a bit of a splitter. Um, you know, watching him in some workouts, uh, over the winter in some open gyms, you know, he had it, he had it moving pretty good that, um, some guys, uh, took a few at bats and kind of walked out with their head, uh, their tail between their legs. But, uh, you know, I always remind guys, like, be thankful when we put on the jerseys on game day. He's on our side. He's not. He's not on the other side. So he, uh, you know, but other than that, he, he just, he, you know, he, he competes. Um, he's a super quiet kid. We're trying to get that, to maybe get him to talk a little bit, but, um, you know, he's going to have to this year just as one of the most, uh, varsity experienced guys that we have. Um, you know, but he competes every day. Um, he was not a big fan of last year. Um, you know, when we lost in that regional championship game, he pitched that game and, you know, he had a hard time with that game. Um, I talked to Brody. Uh, I talked to my son Brody about it afterwards and, and, you know, Brody went and talked to him. He was, he was, uh, uh, I think he's just sitting in the parking lot, sitting on the outfield, just, you know, just, he felt let, let the guys down. And so we had to have a conversation, you know, hey, it, it took all of us to, you know, win, lose, whatever it was going to be. But, um, you know, so I think he's got a little chip on his shoulder from last year. I don't think he had the numbers he quite wanted to have from a, from an individual standpoint, you know, and then obviously losing, losing when we did. Um, you know, he wasn't ready for that. He, uh, he went and actually pitched against, uh, Warren Stockton, I think two weeks after we lost that game in the, in the, in our summer workout. And, uh, it was, it was night and day. Like, yeah, he, he had, uh, he, he wasn't real happy about the way it ended. So we're hoping, uh, we get a little more of that out of Angel, um, this year, you know, uh, as far as on the mound and in the dugout and offensive production. So, so, um, this so yeah, so excited. Well be his revenge tour avenging that that loss that just like just like you said it's it's hard for players to realize that and and see that and you know I I know when I coached and now being an official somebody say oh that call cost us the game or that error cost us the game there's really no one call or no one play I mean I'm sure in that game Maybe you had a big situation with runners in scoring position, you, and you couldn't bring them in. Or um, so, Angel, keep your head up high, keep pumping strikes, and letting the defense do do the work behind you. You mentioned how you guys schedule a lot of games. You also have to do that in the spring because you might get a snowstorm and get wiped out for a whole week. But <laughs> that's that, not funny. I just saw a thing come across no later this week, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, when. That schedule comes out, and, and you or whoever runs your social media does a great job with all of your graphics and that, but what's what games do you look forward to the most? And um, talk to me about that Southwestern matchup this year. I, I was telling Isaac <laughs> earlier in the show that if We need to get it in one of these years. Yeah, if it's above 70 degrees, I would like to be there, but at my old age, I've become that 41-year-old get off my lawn guy, and I don't leave unless it's 65 or warmer. But what what are those uh, games on your schedule you really look forward to playing? And, and talk to me about that Southwestern game coming up this year. Yeah, I will. Um, so, you know, we always schedule. Um, when, I, when I put together a schedule, um, you know, we want to utilize the teams we have around us. Uh, obviously, being in the corner, uh, you know, in the corner of the state, you're, you're available to get games in Wisconsin, uh, other teams in Illinois. Um, but really look at any kind of, uh, that Newman Catholic game to lead things off of the year. You know, we're excited about that game. They returned an all-state pitcher, uh, one of their main guys. They, they made a sectional final run, I believe, last year. So anytime you have the opportunity to play quality programs like that that make deep playoff runs, you know, you can always get yourself, uh, 
try to just compete with, you know, some of the better teams, you know, obviously in Illinois. Um, you know, we have, um, we have Eastland on the schedule. Um, I think they lost last year in the regional final. You know, they're another, they're another team in Illinois, one A that always makes, uh, you know, just a good program. Um, we got Cuba City on the schedule on a Saturday. Um, that'll be a fun game, obviously, um, you know, defending state champions in Wisconsin. So, um, you know, always, always good to get, uh, get those guys on the schedule. Um, you know, and other than that, you really just look at, uh, you know, our conference schedule. You know, we're always, we're always anxious to get back into that. Um, you know, we lead off, I believe, uh, our conference opener, um, is against Galena. Um, so just, you know, right out of the gate, you have that rivalry to, to get back into. So, um, and yeah, Southwestern, I'm looking, uh, Southwestern's on May 1st. So there's a good chance it could be 65. Uh, you know, I bet, uh, Coach Stanton and I could, could put the funds together and, and buy your ticket, uh, into the game that day. I think we're at Southwestern. So, um, so yeah, so. We've tried to get that game on. Uh, Isaac and I have tried to get that game, I think, for the last couple of years. And it always, you know, rain and, and not a great spring. You know, you get cold weather, rain, snow. Um, you got to start to get your conference games in. And if you need a date, you got to boot a non-conference game. So it uh, unfortunately hasn't happened, um, you know, for a couple of years. But another quality program. I mean, he took them to state. Uh, what was that, two years ago? Did they make a, they make a state run? So. Yeah. Anytime you can get anybody of, of any sort of state uh, experience or that's made a deep playoff run, I think is, you know, I think it's great. So, um, you know, excited about that matchup. Kids are excited about that matchup. They always are. Um, they play football together. Uh, you know, I know a bunch of them went to uh, basketball games of each other's all winter long. So um, it'll be, uh, yeah, that'll be a fun one. Hopefully we can get it in this year. We don't have something that comes up. We have to boot it for a, for a conference game, uh, either one of us. But uh I think we head up. We do head up there, and uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun one. Very cool to see what's going on when you guys play each other, and and the um, con- combining of the two teams when um, they play football as well. Now, coach, last question before I kick you out of here, and we welcome in the Galena Pirates, who are new to the podcast this year. I don't know if the listeners know this. I don't know if they care, but I am a huge, huge Detroit Lions fan. And they were featured this past season on HBO's Hard Knocks. And there was a great vignette that they made at the end of the year talking about their struggles from one and five and then running off a whole bunch of wins and eliminating the Packers out of the playoffs. And they asked this question to their head coach, Dan Campbell, and it was the 2022 Detroit Lions will. And seeing his answer with the vignette was, it, it still gives goosebumps to me to this day. Same question, but we're going to talk about the East Dubuque Warriors. The 2023 East Dubuque Warriors will. We're going to compete. Um, you know, we're going to compete every day. Um, this group of young kids we have, uh, you know, I know we only have the three seniors, but the freshmen, sophomore that come in, um, they're, they're all working, uh, whether we're in the gym, you know, been outside. Um, it's good to see just freshmen and sophomores working as hard as they're working juniors, same. Um, so, you know, 2023 Warriors, we're going to compete. Um, you know, we're going to compete every day. Um, you know, I was just talking to one of my assistants about it the other day and, and, you know, we kind of brought up a good point, but, you know, I think we'll be, uh, you know, we're going to be good enough that we can come out and beat anyone, um, quite honestly, the way we feel. But the amount of our inexperience at the varsity level, we could lose to anyone, right? So if we show up and compete every day and come out, you know, don't let the lows get too low. Don't let the highs get too high. It, expectations aren't changing for us, whether there's eight, uh, excuse me, whether there's four, four or five freshmen, sophomore on the field tonight or, you know, maybe more. Um, you know, expectations aren't going to change. So uh, we come out and compete every day. Um, that's going to be my ask and I'm going to ask them to trust each other. Um, you know, which, which they've been doing so, you know, good job, but you got some younger guys that are going to need to trust older guys and vice versa. So, um, we're, uh, we're excited. It's, uh, it's definitely a new look, uh, new look to the, you know, whole squad, but you know, we're excited about it. Now we just need the weather to cooperate and we'll be, we'll be off and running. Thanks a lot to the Hilltop and Menominee for sponsoring this segment of the episode. Coach Tashner, thank you to you for always carving out 20 minutes once a year to meet with me, talk about the great things going on in East Dubuque. So to my basketball official partner, 
Coach Tasher. <laughs> and the East Dubuque players and families, best of luck on this 2023 season. Stick around and you can scout your first opponent because the Galena Pirates are closing out the show coming in right now. Dylan's Pizza in Galena is a proud sponsor of this next segment of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Dylan's is the place to meet to watch Galena high school sports where every game is live streamed. Cheer on the Pirates while enjoying your favorite beverages along with Dylan's full menu of delicious pizza, appetizers, sandwiches, and specials. Dylan's is also the place to gather after each home run to celebrate being a part of Pirate Nation. Dylan's is owned by former Pirates and once a Pirate, always a Pirate. They are proud supporters of the Galena High School and sponsor the famous Galena Halftime Half Court Pizza Shootout. Remember, do your chillin' at Dylan's. Closing out the show in the 2023 spring season preview is Coach Jared Burlog from the Galena Pirates. Since he is new to the podcast and Galena is a new school that we are covering this year, I thought we'd get to know a little more about Coach Burlog. Coach, first of all, welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. How long have you been the head coach for the Galena Pirates? Uh, thanks, Nick. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on here. And um, going into my ninth season, eighth, eighth season, sorry, um, eighth season, um, and uh, I started uh, shortly after I graduated college. So you've been at it for that many years. You don't look like that old of a guy. What brought you to Galena? Did you play at Galena or did you play college baseball in the area? What was it about the Galena Pirates that attracted you to that program and that community? So actually I was born and raised in Elizabeth, Illinois, uh, which is the you know River Ridge School District. Uh, so I played against Galena through my high school years. Uh, and actually a fun fact is I lost to uh, Galena the last time they won a baseball regional uh, in 2007, uh, they actually ended up beating us. So, <laughs> um, I did play college ball, uh, after high school. I, when I graduated, I went to Highland, uh, community college and I played two seasons there, um, at Highland. And then after I got my associate's degree there, I transferred, um, to Luther College up in Decorah, Iowa. Uh, that's in the same, uh, conferences as Loris and Dubuque, um, and all those other, um, schools there. Decorah is also a great halfway stop if you're going to the Twin Cities. Stop at Topland yes. Goliath, have some great wings, enjoy a craft beer. We we go there quite often. We have a lot of friends in the tw- in the Twin Cities. I do want to ask you this because they are a sponsor of the Galena Pirates segment on the podcast, Dylan's Pizza in Galena. Tell me a little bit about that place. When you go there, what is your go-to menu item that you get when you're chilling at Dylan's? <laughs> so, um, I mean, Dylan's Pizza. I mean, you can't go wrong with pizza. Um, I'm a I'm a huge fan of pizza. Um, so, really, uh, when you go to a place, and especially you know a, a pizza joint that like the you know. Uh, I feel like that's usually the go-to is that you got to try it because, you know, they have to be uh, um, named at Dylan's Pizza for a reason. So (laughs) got to go with that. I I think it's super cool. They uh, sent me their information that they live stream in their establishment all the Galena Pirates sports that are going on. Super cool. And I would like to thank the Galena community. They actually reached out and said, hey, Nick, we love what you do. We love what you do with Southwestern. We love what you do with East Dubuque. Is there any way you could make this happen with the Galena Pirates? And I said, give me your coach's information. I'll reach out. And coach was quick to get back to me. And he wants to promote his kids, promote the program as much as possible. Well, let's talk a little bit about the past before we get into the 2023 season. I know Ethan Hafels was a big, big stud baseball player last year. I believe I read and shared that he threw a perfect game. Where is he at now, and how is he doing at the college ranks? 
Um, yeah, he was he was a huge help for us last year. Um, Go to pitcher for us, and you know, just an overall great leader for us. Did phenomenal hitting for us. Um, and right now, he's currently over at Clark University, so right across the old river from us. Um, he, as I'm, as I looked last week, and I um, texted him last week. Uh, I don't think he's gotten any playing time yet um, in this spring season. Um, when I checked the record last week, it was five and one, so they were off to a hot start. Um, I think I saw that they got a, a couple losses um, this last week coming in here. So, um, but he is only a freshman, so um, I think he's getting his feet wet there. Um, I know he's working to be an infielder and a pitcher, so that also um, makes it much harder as far as a player when you're trying to do a double position like that instead of just a pitcher only or uh, a position only. Best of luck to Ethan. Clark currently ranked 20th in the NAIA rankings. And yeah, being a freshman, trying to crack that starting lineup at Clark is difficult. I think usually their roster is roughly around 90 guys, a little bigger than the Galena Pirates. But let's take a look at the future here, the 2023 Galena Pirates. Last year, you went 12 and 7 and 4 and 6 in the conference. Does Galena have any all conference or all district players returning this year? And if you do, what is it about those guys that makes them a cut above the rest to get that very distinct honor? Um yeah, we we have a few actually. Um Parker Studman was a first team all-conference uh, player last year as a freshman for us. Um, I think uh, that kind of says it all in itself, a freshman getting first-team all-conference. He came in right away. Uh, he hit the ground running. Uh, phenomenal hitter. Um, did a great job filling in um, at shortstop when Ethan was pitching. Uh, so he did a great job. He also um, filled in on the mound for us, too, as well. So um, he was he – was, well, kind of an all-around player as well. I mean, mainly pitcher or shortstop, but he uh, was able to fill in at second and third base uh, if need be as well. Um, another player that we had, he was a second-team all-conference, um, and that was John Wubin. He's a, ju- he's a junior um, as a as the all-conference last year. He's a senior this year. I'm going to heavily rely on him as far as helping lead the team as a senior. Um, he's our catcher. Uh, does a great job uh, calling games and um, helping uh, command the field of play. Um, and he, I, th- I would say he uh, he got a one-up on everybody else in the conference. He's a left-handed at bat, so um, that always is, you don't see a lot of them. Um, they do come around a little bit more now. I think people are trying to train their kids to be left-handed hitters just because it does give you a step up a little bit here. Um and then um, our last all-conference returning player would have been an honorable mention, um, Ryan Stuff-Reagan. He's our first baseman. He is also a senior this year. Um, great kid. Um, he does a great, great job over at first base. Um, I would say he's a he's a gritty player. He uh, he plays hard. Um, not everything maybe looks flashy or or pretty, but um, he he will do anything to try to get the job done. Um, whether it's hitting or fielding. A little bit of background here. So it was the Wubin family and then the Hayful player as well. That's what kind of got me attracted to the Galena program. I saw um, John doing great things, and uh, his family was one of the families that reached out, and then seeing what Ethan was doing. And if you have the last name Studman, I think you have to be a stud at everything (laughs) that you do. So it'll be great following his path, sophomore all the way to senior year. Are there any other returning starters for the Galena Pirates this upcoming season? Yes. Um, So as you know, Ethan Hayful, um, as, as big of a contributor as he was to us, he was our only senior last year that we uh, that we lost. So I have eight returning starters um, uh, coming back to the lineup, and I only really have to plug in one spot that I lost with Ethan. Um, and I can tell you, I got a, a big freshman. I mean, big for me coming in, and nine nine uh, players coming in as freshmen. So um, they are all competing for that one spot really that's left right now. 
This seems like it might be a pretty hopeful year for the Pirates. You only lost one senior. Granted, you lost a, a great player, but 12-7 and seven returning eight starters. The future is, is very bright for Galena. Coach, walk us around the horn. Let's start behind the plate. I know it's early yet, but uh, who might be some of the projected starters that we'll see around the horn? Who are some of the other guys that are fighting for playing time on the infield for Galena this year? Um, so as you've already heard, you know, Parker Studman, he's going to be, obviously, he's going to be our, our starting shortstop. Um, John Wubin will be catching for us. Uh, and Ryan Stuffragan will be at first base to start out. Obviously, that will be my game one for those three guys for sure. Um, there may be a few switch ups, um, with some other, uh, positions as some people played a little bit maybe out of place last year, um, but they filled in great. Um, Zach Heller, who is a sophomore this year, he played second base. He's probably going to be making a transition to outfield a little bit more. Um, Colby Knauts, he, uh, was our third baseman last year. Uh, he will probably be returning to third base, um, again this year. Um, and then, one for sure will be Jack Reese. He manned up uh, center field for us. Uh, he, he does a good job running around out there, flying and getting balls out there. Um, and then Joey Heller will also be, besides on the mound, he will be um, roaming the outfield as well. So, Any other guys that we may have missed that will be tracking balls down in the outfield or any other guys on the infield position? So right now um, there's a couple spots that are, are kind of open. For grabs, um, I, I like having that big uh, nine-player uh, freshman class come in as it gives us a little competition um, to make me be able to put the best player in those spots. Um, and obviously, like you said, it's still early, um, and any of those guys that I already lift, listed off, they could you know, obviously have a slump here and there, um, but that's where I'll be looking for the next guy to step in and, and hopefully fill those voids when there is – uh, avoid at hand. Coach, I'm curious just because my three previous coaching spots, I was in the Mississippi Valley uh, in Iowa. How many kids are roughly in Galena's program right now? Um, right now we have 23 players, uh, freshmen through senior. So when you think about it, that's actually, you know, not that many <laughs> as an average. So looking at the pitching staff, you said you only lost one senior, but I believe he was your horse last year on the mound in Ethan Hafel. Who's going to step up and take his innings on the mound? How's the pitching rotation looking right now? And how might the pitching rotation fall after your opening day starter? Have we named an opening day starter yet? If we have, are you willing to uh, tell us who it is? <laughs> um, yeah, because honestly, we don't know when opening day is going to be for sure with the snow that's coming down right now. So uh, obviously our opening day is supposed to be next Wednesday um, in Rockford, but uh, I don't know if that's looking too promising. We also have a polo scheduled next Thursday. Don't know if that's looking too promising. Um, but then next weekend, we are scheduled to go to Jacksonville, Illinois for a little spring trip action, which totally looking for that to be our opening day for sure. Um, and yeah, I would say right now, junior, uh, junior Joey Heller will be, uh, starting on the bump for us. Good for him and good luck to, uh, the rest of those guys. How is the rest of the, uh, rotation filling out after Joey? So we have, uh, returning Parker Studman as, as well as a freshman. He started a few games for us last year. Does did a great job. Um, as a spot starter here and there for us. Uh, once we had some, uh, you know, three, four game, five game weeks uh, with the pitch count rules and stuff, obviously you, you got to start having more arsenals behind you. Um, Zach Heller also, who's only a sophomore this year, he uh, he could be getting some starts as well, if not be relieving as he did a great job last year relieving and had a few couple uh, spot starts. Um, looking to lean on a little bit of John Wubin possibly as a reliever, uh, maybe an inning here or there, as I don't want to wear his arm down, uh, being behind the plate for us for a majority of the time. Uh, but I also do have um, some talent in the freshman class pitching-wise that uh, we'll probably be seeing some varsity innings. 
Um, actually, Ethan Hafel's younger brother is a freshman this year. Um, and he right now looks um, promising to be able to get some varsity innings. Um, Drew Kings is also another freshman that looks to be um, getting some good progress and growing here within these first couple weeks of practice. So um, as far as that goes, John Wubin is really the only senior uh, pitching action that we have. So uh, are not one to look towards next year already. But, I mean, as far as pitching staff, I'll have most of my staff back again next year. So, Coach, I believe you mentioned, was it Joey Heller as your opening day starter? Yes. Tell us a little bit about him on, on the mound. Is he a three-pitch pitcher, four-pitch pitcher? Uh, is he a location guy? Is he a power guy? What's his secondary pitch? Which is, what's, what's his out pitch when he's on the mound? So we are actually working with him a little bit, um, changing things up a little bit. As last year, um, he worked with his off-speed pitches a little bit, change-up curveball. Um, his fastball, I would say, is by far his best pitch. Um, he has a good movement on his curveball. Um, his, we're working with his curveball and his changeup as far as varying it up. So those are different pitches as well. Um, cause that doesn't do any good to have, you know, the same pitch, you know, with just a little bit more movement. You want to make sure you have the changeup diving off and, and the curveball falling away from you. So, um, uh, we're working with him pretty well with that. I would say, uh, his fastball could be his strikeout pitch um for him coach I, I have a question for you i saw this trending on twitter a couple weeks ago what is a pitcher's best pitch a strike strike one yep <laughs> <laughs> i i saw that and and i thought i so i i haven't coached in maybe three or four years and 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 i wish when i coach why didn't i think of that I, you know i was i always think of uh the uh, change up um that's that's low in the zone or with the same arm arm motion as a fastball or or a tough slider but i just saw trending uh strike one is a pitcher's best pitch now coach when i coached i always like to do this i always look like to look at the schedule when it got released look at some of my harder weeks but then also look at some of those rivalry games that i really looked forward to whether it was coaching against a crosstown rival or coaching against a former assistant coach of mine or just coaching against a great friend of mine when the schedule got released for the galena pirates what games are you most excited for this year and why so I would say one that I always look forward to would be River Ridge. I mean, I graduated from there. I played there. Um, their coach now there, uh, Jeremy Knauer, he started assisting coaching um, JV when I was playing varsity uh, the year, two years before I graduated. So got to know him real well there. Um, he's also from Elizabeth, so I know him very well. Um, I actually coach Legion baseball over the summer with him as well. So I've gotten to know him, know him very well over the years that playing with him, playing for him, coaching with him. Um, it, it really um, is a good thing to go down and play them and play at my old school like that. Um, and then to throw another monkey wrench into it, I also um, help coach football at River Ridge. So I know most of the players there as well. So um, I kind of look forward to that game, and I don't because – if I don't come out with it the with a win, I'm bound and determined to hear about it come fall. So, <laughs> I, I, it's a fun time. It's great to be with the players there that I know some of them and 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 the coach there. I would say um, based on some of the players, um, our players, they probably look forward. I would think to like in East Dubuque because I mean East Dubuque and Galena, they're you know a stone throw away from each other. Um, most of those guys hang out, um, they know each other. So it's kind of a, a cross town battle between them. So that's also another fun, um, school to look forward to playing each year. Coach, last question before we hit into that podcast, killing double play. And we're finished with the 2023 spring baseball season preview. Your listeners probably don't know this because they're new to the podcast listening to you, but I am a huge Detroit Lions fan. They were featured this past year on Hard Knocks, and they ended the season with an interview with Coach Campbell, and they asked him the question, the 2022 Detroit Lions will. And hearing his answer and now some of the video footage after they went on that amazing run at the end of the year, it's still... uh, 
makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. But I thought it was a great question to end every high school season preview with is the 2023 Galena Pirates will. <laughs> the Galena 23, 2023 Pirates. Um, I will say we're going to be hungry um, as we uh, got snubbed out of the regional uh, championship last year and extra innings by one run. And we, you know, we were right there. Just, it was the tip of our tongue. We, we could taste it. We were there. We wanted it. Um, so I, I, these players, I can tell already these first few weeks of playing, uh, practicing with them, they, uh, they're hungry. They know they, they want that goal of getting back to that regional championship. Um, and they, they do see, um, that we have talent that we can get there as well. Um, they're working very hard already these first few weeks to get back there. Um, now, the one thing that does uh, lie on it is there's a lot of pressure to know that we should be returning to that championship game. And then you got to put the effort in as well to make sure you get there because, you know, it's no given. Um, as I always do tell my players, uh, there's a reason that the games are played. Um, anyone can win on any given day. Um, it's going to be up to your effort and your hard work on who comes out on that winning side. So I would say the 2023 Pirates are going to be be looking to return to that regional championship game. And I hope you guys return there as well. Coach Burlog, thank you for taking 20 minutes to sit down, promote your program, promote your players. Best of luck to you, the 2023 Galena Pirates on this upcoming season, 6-4-3. We're out of here. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and also subscribe on Spotify.